Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you for being with us. We're talking today about, what are you smiling about? <laughs> we're talking today about emotions and how to do them with more grace and ease. So we're talking about how to breathe, and you breathe into deeper and deeper peace. Your breathing just gets more natural. You let go. You let God. You, you cry. surrender. Whatever comes, you stay centered. You don't get carried away with, yeah, but he did this and it's no fair, and, and how could they dare treat me that way? Or you stay centered, and you simply breathe through it. You coach yourself, and sometimes you need to vent, but you got to do it with forgiveness and goodwill for you and whoever's involved instead of venting to lash out and get your vendetta tagged on. And you need to also, in the venting, be open, wildly open, to the fact that you have your lessons in the matter, that you draw this, drew this to you for a reason, and that you need to be willing to see the truth about your part in the matter. So, I don't know if you realize this, we say it often enough, there are no victims. The reason why there are no victims is because you or and or your soul has chosen everything that comes into your life. So how are you a victim if you chose it? And if you chose it, and it seems all askew and unfair and everything, you might want to bother yourself with figuring out why you chose it. Why did your soul, your higher self, choose this for you? Because it's trying to work you through something. So if you can breathe, <sighs> pause and get centered and coach yourself, you know, you be the parent for your childish reactions, your hurt reactions, your judgmentalism or whatever, you can get through your dysfunctional knee-jerk reaction and get past the, you know, how would you like to get past certain things? Let's say you always get jealous or you always get competitive or you always get greedy. How would you like to get past those uh, triggers so that those don't own you anymore? You know, talk about owning you. We were just talking a little while ago about how um, addictions own you well Emotions can own you also. Right. Ego can own you. All these things can own you. And when they own you, you don't have your life. That's right. The addiction has your life. And a lot of your ego reactions are addictions. You're addicted to going jealous all the time in this case. You're addicted to going greedy. You ever notice yourself or other people when somebody gets a real good financial thing, a really good break, you know, there's a reaction. You know, there's a, a an anger that happens inside you or other people. So there's a knee-jerk addiction. They're addicted, addicted to addicted. <laughs> I like that one. That was pretty good. Yeah, I have to write like that, that down. They're addicted to being jealous for anyone else getting something and them not. And you know, that doesn't solve a thing. What you need to solve is it's okay. I make the most of what I have, and I enjoy what I have. So here's some other things to help you graciously, gracefully get through addictions you're or going to emotions. Have, you're going to have to choose to have this gracefully. You're going to have to choose to let go of a whole lot of stuff, but it's possible. So not much is going to happen without your honor honoring honesty. You've got to honor honesty, which is being honest with yourself. Because you're not going to confront yourself. You'll simply keep excusing or blaming or whining, victim or whatever, instead of 
being honest and saying, I have a problem, i got to solve it. So you got to have a wholesome honesty and a wholesome self-empowerment, self-worth to go, you know, I'm, I'm uh, screwed up here and i got to do something about it. There's one of your first steps. If you have judgments, you notice there's all, all, always a nasty, snide, same kind of idea towards this particular person or these particular types of behaviors. You need to get yourself off the judgments because the judgment does not allow you to be in your whole or holy or uh, heart-centered self. You're in judgments. You're no better than what you're judging. You are a part of the problem. Okay, here's another one. You must challenge your beliefs. Take, for instance, here's a more popular one that we know of these days, although it's been underneath uh, for many years, hundreds of years. Kill the Jews, kill the Christians, kill the infidels, and you get to go to heaven and have 72 wives. Virgins. Virgin wives. Not just wives. Yeah, virgins. virgins. Now, is that enlightened? You know, is that enlightened or what? <laughs> Vir- you know, virgins, this is just like sex mongers. And then, of course, you kill the infidels, which is anybody but your family, you know, or your way of believing your particular religion, and you go to heaven. It's not by virtue. It's not by wholeness. You know, what a, um, what do they call it? What a superstition. Now, there's a superstition for you. And, you know, there's superstitions in all uh, cultures, all religions here and there. So make sure you challenge your beliefs. And I, I've been talking to and reading of some of these uh, Muslims that have been raised this way, and it's really, really, really difficult for them to get out of that belief system. Mm. They just think it's how it is, mm. and, and that's how you they get do. to heaven. And it's, ama- it's amazing, and they're intelligent people, except for they've been raised with those beliefs. Brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Brainwashed. Part of the brainwashing, by the way, is five times a day you're supposed to go pray to the same system that's brainwashing you. You, you remember in, in uh, Guyana, Jim Jones, with before he had the mass suicide going on, what, what happened there? He had loudspeakers with what he was saying. 24-7. 24-7, just like uh, five times a day you pray just to... Just droning into people's heads. That's right. Same kind of thing. And, you know, you deserve to be killed. This is part of the religion. You get... It's rightful that you're killed if you go to some other religion. Now, is that freedom of choice? Is that freedom to worship? Or is that simply a... Is that enlightened? Yeah, is that enlightened? You know, that's completely ignorant and a a dictator and um, opposite of progress. So if your ego is wedged in something, if you're invested in something, you've got to pry loose. You've got to realize and be honest with yourself. Once again, honor of honesty you're spiritually sick. You suck. You're emotionally sick when your ego's wedged. Just call it like it is, honey. <laughs> I mean, you're sick. You need to do something because you're sick, and if you don't do something, it's going to get worse. And of course, so- it really is true it's sick because these emotions that stay stuck do exactly that. They make you sick over time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's say if you're positioned and righteous, uh, you... you you got to do something. You got to get something loose because you righteously stay worked up until you release it. So here you're judging somebody. You know, oh look at they're doing such and such, and you're positioned and righteous, and you're losing sleep over it. Well, you're in your own prison over it, even though they're the ones doing it because you're judging them, but you're positioned on it. 
So you need to steer your steer your path as best you can, as wisely as you can. Let others do what they need to do. If you get stuck on judging them, I mean, if, if they're ruining your life, that's one thing. I mean, not ruining their life because you're judging them, but ruining your life. Let's say you got neighbors and they're uh, cutting down all your trees and, and, and hurting all your plants and everything in your property. That might be a different story. You know, so you deal with what's appropriate. Mm. Breathing. When we are stuck in our emotions, breathing is mighty powerful. Stop holding our breath and breathe. Now, sometimes the reason we don't do that is because of how uncomfortable the emotions are. You know, really the idea here is to really fully experience the emotions for 10 minutes and move on. If you're attached, 10 minutes is a really short time. <laughs> if you're if you're really stuck and attached in something, 10 minutes is going to go by in no time. Too you're, fast, it seems. You're going to go, wait a minute, I'm not done here. But you see, if you have a commitment to getting through them and getting yourselves moved on, 10 minutes is plenty of time to stew in your juices and then move on. There's some ways you can do that. You can write a letter to help you move on. You can vent out to somebody who maybe won't react. You know, Keith had uh, all kinds of stuff going on in him the other day. I mean, wow, he had a quagmire going on. And he just sat down and I, you know, we sat down in the living room and he just started talking. And, you know, he said some stuff that could have potentially had me go, excuse me. Instead of going, excuse me, I listened. You know, it's really an interesting thing. When somebody is saying something about you and it stirs up defensiveness or anger, probably they may have a point, but you're definitely defensive, so they probably really have a point. <laughs> If they say stuff and you hear it and you go, well, okay, but I don't get it, and You know, and your ego is not attached. Your ego isn't in the driver's side, in the driver's side saying, now wait a minute. And you have to defend yourself. Yeah. If you're not doing any of that, you can just sit there and listen to it all and it just sort of rolls over your head and goes somewhere else and it's gone. He went through this whole thing, said it all. I never reacted once and he just looked at me and said, wow. That feels good. It's all out. It was really good. It wasn't resolved in me. It was uh, huge issues from every corner of my life that, you know, it was like a catharsis that came together. And this is the best time I've ever had with Charmé as far as her being a, uh impartial, comforting listener and allowing me to express things. And as I was expressing things with her wholeness there, I was able to put pieces together and have many ahas for myself uh, and and once that blew over it was a couple hours and then you know things were all put together and, and it was like nothing happened but I felt more whole and I was very thankful for that uh, connection you gave me that wouldn't have been possible if my ego was in the driver's seat saying now wait a minute that isn't true that would have stalled the whole thing it out. would have stalled the whole thing out and Geez, there's so much value when we let go of attachments and just sit there and be and not take it personal. 
and if we're open to the truth and if there was some truth in whatever he was saying that, okay, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Maybe it is true. Maybe it needs to be addressed. You know, it's when we're in our egos and our attachments and our defensiveness that we start going in a downward spiral rather than an upward spiral. There's uh, one other, ego, attachment, defensiveness, and denial. Sometimes you're sitting there, it's not even touching Is that that river over there in Egypt? Yeah, denial. (laughs) You know, Cairo, Cairo. (laughs) I'll tell you, denial's a problem. Well, denial, hello, denial is where, you know, we start denying this stuff, and then in order to back that up, we numb it out with alcohol, drugs, caffeine, and tobacco, etc. Right. It's a whole big vicious circle cycle. I wanted to read to you uh, this saying I wrote. People develop to a certain level, and then they need a higher wage than just money. You ever you ever think that you'd like you you need a higher wage? Things like the higher wage would be like respect and acknowledgement, a worthy challenge for your skills, or a meaningful purpose to contribute to. You know, sometimes the money just doesn't cover it. And, uh, you know, some people who are money-oriented, seeing other people give everything up to do something for, for a meaningful purpose that would really do some good, sometimes they just don't get it, uh, and vice versa. So money has its place of exchange, but, you know, as you go more in self-worth and wholeness, uh, you'll want also respect and acknowledgement in varying degrees, uh, worthy challenge for your skills and meaningful purpose to contribute to. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, further about breathing. You know, it's interesting. They have a rebirthing process, which is exactly about breathing. And the reason it's effective is because as we continue to breathe, uh, deeply, all the old emotions that are backed up and that have not have been numbed out and not allowed to express themselves start to surface and uh, come to the surface so you can experience them and get free. You understand that when these things are way backed up, way underneath, inside, that they're actually driving our life. Sometimes we can have all kinds of reactions that we go, I don't know where that came from, and it's coming from some backed up emotions that we never let out. So breathing is always a key. Do you have a comment to that? Not yet. Okay. The email that just came in after the break will uh, comment to it. So breathing when you have emotions coming up and the willingness to see all sides of the issue. Breathing and willingness to see all. And when I talk about all sides of the issue, I am talking about that you see where you, what lessons you have in the issue, what you're running away from, what you're attached to. If you have the willingness to see that, you'll start seeing why these things are happening in your life and you'll have more of a chance to get out of them. It's sort of called like third person. you got to have an unbiased, mature, wise third person in you refereeing between, between your ego, you, and the rest of the world. And this third person is very valuable because if it takes sides or biases you, then you can't find the deeper truth. So it's very valuable to uh, be able to go in and have an unbiased referee by, that can help you ferret out your issues 
without too much bias. You know, too much bias, you don't have honesty. Without honesty, none of this is going to fly very far. Emotions, you know, they're a lesson that we have to learn in root back to the Godhead. Every single soul that comes out of God has to do the emotional body before emerging back into God. Fight it or flow with it, you're going to do it. Immature and unmanaged hatred is like leaving an unlit gas going on in the stove, building up in a closed house where the slightest spark of conflict can set the whole thing off with greatly disproportionate destruction compared to the actual merit of conflict. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. If you have a question or comment, send it our way at q at masteringourselves.com. Thanks for those who have sent one in. We'll be back with more. I think so. We always do. Hang on. 